Welcome to the fucking show. of Only Ruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. That's right, I'm back, bitches. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive into it shortly, of course, but it's good to be back. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. What up, what up? And uh, go check them out if you haven't yet. Lots of good stuff going on there. If you want to make money, especially go check them out because they're handing out winners left and right. Maybe not all of them, but most of them are. And uh, nice daily show at night, right before the games kick off, basically. So, like I said, if you're in the business of making money, go check that out, baby. But my brother from another mother, Brett, don't call him Howie, Howard. What's going on, buddy? Not much, not much, dude. It's just fucking super pumped for you. We've been catching up. Uh, like you said, I've been doing this. The PTP bet stuff's been awesome. Seeing some good feedback, getting a lot of merch and other stuff done behind the scenes. You know, just doing some fucking housework before the spring starts, and we got to spring clean a little. Yeah, spring cleaning is right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, man, I am. I am. I mean, you saw it as soon as. Dude, I, wait, wait, wait! For the people that can't see, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to start this. This guy <laughs> comes on the screen, or I guess I sat down. I looked into his eyes. Anybody who's ever met Boosie, you, okay? So this is what I was saying to um, my brother's girlfriend Riley when I went upstairs to let Loki in. I was like, you know, those people that just like get good sleep, and you can like tell they get good sleep because you can like see it on their face. You know, they. The kind of look like the spring chicken look. Well, like Boosie has that look. I don't know if everybody's ever met, met him in like real <laughs> life before, but you know, he's a down at 10 30, up at 6 30 kind of guy. And this guy fucking comes on the screen. Dude, he joined mine and Bobby's club. This guy's the biggest bags under his eyes that I oh, have yeah. ever seen him rocking before. But dude, it suits you. It's for all the right reasons. I'm so happy for you. I'll let you 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 piggyback the rest of it. But uh this guy's this guy's playing a flu game right now. <laughs> Seriously, holy shit. No, uh, <laughs> he thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like like I said, I I almost missed uh if my payroll specialist didn't call me today, I would have missed sending in my payroll this week and a lot of unhappy employees would have been there. It's <laughs> it been uh been present friday morning and i wouldn't blame the one bit but yeah my my days are all out of whack it's thursday though baby and uh no before i even get into it, you and bobby did a great job last week holding it down you guys were electric it was uh it was fun to listen to you guys it was fun to edit it because you know bobby's bobby man how can, how can you not fucking like that dude or love that dude he's he's a hell of a he's a fucking legend and he's bringing he's finally back for bobby's corner this week this week bringing the heat obviously i'm still struggling to talk but yeah 
My baby boy, Teddy Michael Busa, was born 5.50 p.m. Thursday night or last Thursday night. Fuck. Oh, podcast. February 15th. February. He's almost a Valentine's Day baby. And that would have set him up for failure for the rest of his life because (laughs) uh, all his future girlfriends would have fucking hated him. Yeah. And uh and yeah, he's uh is fucking awesome, man. Bridget's a fucking warrior for pushing him out. He's beautiful. You got to see him right before we started oh, recording. My ovaries are burning right now. <laughs> like I was about to cry when you took him away. I was like fucking tearing up a little. He's so fucking cute, dude. So happy for you guys. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. He's just like a little chunk of chocolate, fucking some eight big pounds. old mitts on him. Oh my god, eight pounds, <laughs> six ounces, dude. Almost fucking nine pounds. It's like <laughs> I it was like, holy shit, that came out of you. And no, he's uh <laughs> he's awesome, man. Obviously, some sleepless nights already catching up to me, but I was lucky enough to actually be able to stay up for that Bruins game last night because he refuses to let he refuses to let us sleep. It but it's it's awesome, man. Like I I I truly don't know what I did right in life to deserve someone as perfect as he is, someone as cute and loving as he is. He's just, he's so fucking adorable, man. And it's just been, it's truly been a blessing. And we've had so much support around here too, which has been awesome. It's been awesome just to be able to send you guys pictures, everyone pictures who's, you know, checking in. And I'm obviously not posting him on Twitter, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's so fucking wait i thought dude i thought he was gonna be the uh, podcast cover work going forward (laughs) that would actually be fucking hilarious hilarious just only brews just teddy grilling (laughs) throw him in his bruins onesie but uh, because tanya and greg actually got me a Bruins onesie for him but it's actually i he's not big enough for it yet so soon though soon because the way he's fucking eating he'll be fitting into that no time Feeding him every two or three hours, changing his diaper every fucking 12 minutes, it feels like. I mean, the other night, dude, he he painted the wall. He fucking (laughs) just looked like it shot out of a cannon. Fucking almost got Bridger right in the face. I could not stop laughing, dude. It was disgusting, but it was, it was so damn funny. And no, it was was awesome. But in the end, though, stuff like that just what makes this so awesome it's just it is like crazy to think about them now a dad i got a baby boy in the other room just hanging out with uh with his with his grandma his uncle and um his obviously mom right now and it's just it's truly a blessing it's i feel very lucky and it's it's been awesome and he he gets to meet my nephew rudy friday night tonight as you're listening Dude, so that would be awesome. and rudy they're going to tear it up together. <laughs> Come September, they're going to be at the same daycare, too. That's mm. that. So they're going to fuck shit up. Oh, the so boost is taking awesome. over. Yeah, I mean, granted, like he'll be eight months then. Yeah, eight mm-hmm. months. Rudy will be three three years old, but it's um, it's going to be hilarious to see. Two and Just a half like, years. That's a good desk age. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty close with some cousins that like within that, you know. Uh, yeah, same and I type think, of. And I think my brother's going to try again. I think they're going to try again at some point this summer, but I could be wrong. I, I thought they said that, but 
we shall see but no it, it's it's been awesome it was um I had to stay in the hospital for we left the hospital monday night at 9 30 p.m so that was tough too mm-hmm. and yeah he he had uh jaundice and a little bit of jaundice and uh billy rubin so yeah. basically it, you know it basically i'm not going to get into the details of it but he needed to flush it all out of his system by basically pissing and shitting. So we were going downstairs to feed him every two to three hours. And um, it was, you know, he, he was doing great. He was eating no problem and then eventually got flushed out And Monday night. Or, yeah, Monday night at 730, we got the A-OK to bring him home. And we weren't really fully prepared for that because earlier that day, they were like, okay, we're going to test him later tonight and we'll probably – even if the results come back good, we'll keep him for the night because we don't like to discharge people at, at night. We're like, okay, fine. So we kind of like had a set. And then they told us like midday, they're like, all right, there's a chance he goes home with you tonight because we're going to test a little bit earlier. We're like, oh boy. And so we were thinking, we weren't, what the fuck is that noise? And so we weren't really sure what to expect. Oh, we weren't really sure what to expect. And then next thing we know, we're going through all the discharge stuff. It's like, all right, you can head home, even though it's nine o'clock. We're like, oh my god. So that that was that was tough, but it was nice to it was dude. It's so nice to just get out of the fucking hospital and um and just be in our own home. And as exhausting as it was, it was nice to finally be able to bring him home. And it's just it's been it's been nice, you know. We've had a lot of help, like I said. We've been relaxing uh, as much as possible, taking advantage of the help we've been getting here. And uh, last night, Wednesday night, he finally actually. Granted, we didn't go to bed till after the Bruins game, and he actually slept really well. We have a good little rotation going on, and uh, yeah. So it's just it's <laughs> it's funny how things change because, like, I don't know, man. He's just. Everything like now you live for him. Like all I care about, oh, like yeah. obviously I care about my wife and other stuff. But like I, he's just my whole world now. I love him to death. Like he's the cutest guy ever, and it's just those fucking cheeks. He's got a little butt chin. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> and he, so funny. It's so funny because like where the fuck did that come from? But apparently my grandpa had one, but I never got to meet my grandparents, uh, my grandpas. So. Apparently, my grandpa had one, so I, I'm I admit, it, I'm wondering what it's gonna look like when he grows more into his body and like what the butt chin's gonna look like. Yeah, I think that's gonna be like because right now it's fucking adorable, it's hilarious because it just makes him look that much chunkier with his cheeks. And uh, he's he's but he's fucking awesome, he's just he's probably sleeping right now, he sleeps a lot during the day, but it's been awesome, man. He's a healthy boy and he's eating well really well and i've also one of the hockey buddies my uh my buddy the cast gas man himself even though he lives 45 minutes away he was uh in the city doing some work and he came over one of the night i like i said my nights are all fucked up came over one of the nights and dropped off some heineken silvas haven't opened those yet. I think tonight will be the night though hey. some he- some heineken silvas some um, heinies breakfast food and stuff my mom made us dinner the in-laws are making us dinner it's been fucking great 
I'm getting a little stir crazy being inside though, but it's um yeah, dude, you got a you got you got a care package, but a different type than I got last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine in the summer, I saw that and I was like, that's what it looked like outside my front door. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a baby though, so uh, well yeah, that I know yeah. of. <laughs> Jesus. But no, it's uh it's awesome. I'm exhausted, but it's all I felt like a new man this morning. And getting a little bit of sleep, and then it, I just hit a fucking wall. So I'm, I'm a yug in a Red Bull right now because I was too lazy to make coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. So the true test How's will Bridget? be. She's good, man. She's recovering really well. Fucking all you're gonna talk about is this fucking Teddy guy. Well, all she did <laughs> was put him out and carry him for ten miles. <laughs> no, she she's a warrior. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, if you're listening, I love Teddy. I'm just joking around. <laughs> oh, if, if I will know early tomorrow she's listening when she motherfucks me for saying what I just said. But no, <laughs> yeah. she, she's she's a damn warrior and literally blows my mind how women are able to carry oh, a baby dude. around for nine to ten months and then push him out. And it's just like because if he didn't have what he had in the hospital. We would have been discharged Saturday. So mm-hmm. two days, day and a half after he was pushed out. And it's just like, all right, you're on your own. Like, Oh like, yeah, dude. Wheel you it. outside. Yeah. Wheel like, you outside. They, oh yeah. They waste no time. So it's just, so and like everything she's doing with the, with the breastfeeding, mm-hmm. um, it's like still a, being able to, yeah. Like it's, it's still like being thing, able right? to, yeah, like, it, yeah, it, like, like it's a whole the fact process. that she can move around as well as she can and have the energy that she can. It literally blows my mind because if I was her, I would be fucking milking the shit Just out of this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> having my husband do everything for me because I, oh man, dude, like that would just that I I don't know how she does it. I don't know how women do it. Got to give them all the props, man. Oh because yeah, hundred percent. I would I would be a big old baby. Back you just kid, showed you know? up, dude. You just dude, literally was, showed just, up. I was there holding her head up. No, I mean through the out. through the whole process. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make no, a baby I, and everything. You just have to show up. I'm like, I'm <laughs> hyping her up. Like, come on, go, go, go. You're so close. Yeah. And then, like the crazy thing is too. It's like the nurse next to me because I wasn't like trying to look down there. And then the nurse next to me was like, "Do you want to look?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I don't, but I do." And I looked, yeah. and I'm like, "Where is he?" And then she's gonna kill me for saying this, but. His top of his head was like just about to pop out, and right, it was like yeah. right there. And I thought, like his little bit of hair, I saw it. I'm like, I like real quick look because I didn't like look, look. I just like quick mm-hmm. glance because I wasn't sure if I'd puke or not. And um, I saw like his little head of hair, and I thought it was. Pu- I'm like, where is it? And I'm like, oh my god, I thought that was pubes. <laughs> 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 and then next thing you know, like a few more pushes. His head pops out, and they just like yank him out, cut the umbilical oh, yeah. cord. It's one, dude. Yeah, when me and you were talking, you were like just decompress, not decompressing the day and the story, and just telling me everything. My yeah. one response to you was, "We are fucking aliens. There's no way that like the fact that women can carry a body inside of them and spit it out, and like you said, just be like walking around two days later yeah. is the craziest fucking thing to me. It's not talked about Maybe enough, honestly." No, it's not like that's (laughs) it's just like everything about it. It's just like he's in the womb and like Mm -hmm. just chilling and like feeding off your umbilical cord and like just straight up. You said when he first started kicking, it tripped you out. 
Yeah, like remember yeah. you were telling me that you're like, there's yeah. someone in there, dude. I was and like, I was, just thought about that. The last week or two, like he was moving so much, like you put it, your hand to her stomach, you feel him shift from one side to another. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. and then like he's supposed to just he comes out and then he's next thing you know, he's breathing fresh, he's breathing fresh air, opening his eyes and like listening. Yep. Like, what Insane. the hell's going on in the womb? Like it, 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 yeah, it's, <laughs> not. it's still it still blows my mind. And now next time I probably take an edible, I'll fucking do a deep dive of that. And it'll oh, yeah. fucking trip me out. <laughs> but, no, the it's, conspiracy podcast that me and Greg have to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's truly a blessing. I'm extremely lucky to have her as my wife and to have her be the mother of my child because she's champ. She's a warrior. She's everything I'm not. And I am extremely thankful for her. And like I said, I don't know where I, where and what I did right in life to deserve the life that I have to deserve the wife that I have to deserve the baby boy that I have. The fact that he's healthy and he's okay. And that she's healthy and she's okay. Like, I truly feel blessed, and I know that sounds corny to say, but it is truly like one of the best experiences of my life. And to be able to really start my own little family now, it's fucking, it's amazing, dude. It, it really is. Like being an uncle was cool and all. I love being an uncle. Obviously, you guys all know I love my nephew Rudy, but being a dad, man, it's there's nothing like it, and it's it's Changes. fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it's yeah. life changing. it's life changing for the best it's exhausting as it is this you know sometimes i want to put a muzzle to him when he's fucking crying (laughs) he's he's just the damn cutest and it's like funny like he's crying for his fucking life when you're changing his diaper and dressing him and then once that's done and you put him in your arms all gone he's just like he'll close his eyes and just chill or he'll he'll just stare at you you know, when he stares at you with his little blue eyes, it's like, oh my god, dude, you're gonna make That's me amazing. cry looking at you. <laughs> That's <Guys>. amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm a lucky bastard, and uh, definitely am not taking anything for granted because it's it's truly fucking amazing. And I don't even know how my parents did it with three boys. I'd like yeah. this is exhausting with one little kid. I'd like even like our boy Burger Boy over there, Berg Berg. It's when I call him bird. He just but, had uh, twins. He's got like, twins. Dude. Yeah, he's got man. three kids, and I'm like, I I don't know like how they do it, and it's it's fucking crazy, man. It's so like I we were saying before we came on, it takes a village sometimes. And you see, like, unfortunately, yeah. that happens in society. People that don't get a village, you know, like, yeah, it it, it sucks. So to have what you have and how special that is, it's fucking. It truly is beautiful, dude. No, I, I am very lucky to have the support that I have and that we have because I don't know what we'd be doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if any of this would be possible, dude. It's it's really hard, and but it's really exciting and it's rewarding. Beautiful. Yeah, it's so rewarding, man. So mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate for the people around me, and it's just it's been awesome, man. But dude, I can't wait till we're at Fenway one day, and he's oh, fucking man, stepping. I- Teddy, Busa, <laughs> and just how you remind me is playing in the background. Just us front row. Just oh god, I'm so pumped. <laughs> his his walk up song for the socks will 100% be photographed by Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's um, it's awesome, man. I I I'm very much looking forward to watching him grow. 
teaching him new things, introducing him to Zach Bryan and Nickelback and um, Creed. All, Don't forget Creed. Creed. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Creed, a little bit of the Creed, holy, but holy Trinity. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's awesome, man. And and we got to you know I watched the Bruins game with him last night. Granted, he was sleeping, Crazy. but he was in my arms, and it's cool. Is cool for that. So we are one and all watching the Bruins together. Hopefully Thursday night tonight is the uh or last night as you guys are listening. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we remain two and oh, but we shall see. The Bruins are beat up right now. Uh Mason Laura got recalled. Grizz went down the tunnel. I feel like I'm missing someone. Who, who oh Linholm. Linholm got hurt. Lin, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruins pull out a 6-5 win against in overtime against the Edmonton Oilers. Swayman didn't even look that good last night. He made some crazy saves, but he let in some leaky Low ones. Leak. He got to play back-to-back. Um, obviously, all marking net against Calgary. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster for the Bruins. I mean, they went on a little bit of a losing streak, which uh, I think, yeah, you guys talked about last week. Yep. Uh, it's actually just, since it, that like the since that pod the Bruins have been playing pretty fucking good, which is funny. Yeah, like the I mean, granted, like I'm trying to look like look at the roster or the schedule. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, they lost to Seattle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh they blew it to the Kings, of course. They beat oh they beat the oh, Dallas yeah. Stars. Oh, that was that was a that was a good Swayman was unbelievable in that game. Unbelievable. And uh yeah. what was it? Eight round shootout? Yeah. The LA one too. I, I thought that was a good game by the Bruins. I just thought that like they'd let the game slip away from them. You know, like horrible ex good game. I don't know how to explain it. Like good game overall, but like you didn't you didn't execute on the chances that you had, if that makes sense, or capitalize. Yeah, no, that 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 that, that was that that was that game that fucking DeBrusque, Zaka, and Pasternak all had nine scoring chances each. That's crazy. And they couldn't put the fucking puck in the net. And you you still lost five five four in overtime. You still were able to put up four goals. Uh, JVR with two, Richard with his first, and uh, Trent Daddy Richard. Frederick with his Richard. Sorry, uh, you guys know I suck with names. And, uh, <laughs> luckily, I don't have to talk about him on this week's episode. But... <laughs> oh, shit. oh, what the frick? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> you know what the crazy, crazy stat line is about? That game against Dallas on Monday night is Pasta ties it up late, right? Oh no! Well, going up when leading up to his game tying goal in the final minutes of that game or mm-hmm. in regulation, that was his first shot on net. The whole oh yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was weird to see. That was on weird. The, well, on the losing streak, like uh, I think it was Kevin Dupont. I think that's his voice that I'm hearing in my head ask this question. But uh, one of the beat writers um, the other night said something about how, like, oh, 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 it was before the Edmonton game. He said, uh, 
those those that homestand you didn't really get as much as you wanted out of your top six and monty was like production wise and he, and then kevin dupont was like yeah and he was like no yeah we did not get enough out of our top six and then i went back and looked at marshy and passes numbers and like zaka and debrut like and i was like oh shit like that that was a lot of depth scoring and like a lot of depth play that yeah like, didn't result you know what i mean like the big boys just didn't have it on the homestand i mean i guess you could even say even like last night's game against the oilers i guess you could really say it was some depth scoring i mean geeky Mm -hmm. frederick i mean frederick was dropped to the fourth line for i don't know why but uh debrusque finally gets on the board with a nice little like that was a great shift in general three assists i guess that's a coincidence not at all like to see grizzly try that (laughs) <laughs> poor guy grizzly got go. fucking didn't he get like kicked or skate to skate i didn't even injury? see by the time i got the game on i didn't even see what happened to him yeah i i I, I saw that people were like wanted to kill mcleod online so i don't know what the fuck happened but yeah like because i was trying to find a way to watch tnt last night because for some reason fubo doesn't have tnt and i'm just i'm TNT is just frustrating. I hate when games are on TNT, man. I, I just know. hate. Yeah, Laura with three apples, man. He, I thought he looked pretty good last night. I, you know, like he looks like he belongs. He felt he looked confident too. Like he looked Dude, very just, confident. He had a three minute and fifty second shift. Yeah, did that's I, that? that is <laughs> fucking like, insane for a twenty two year old. And did you hear what he said in his presser? No. He's like, I probably could have went five. Honestly, I wanted to just get back out there. I was like, you're a sick puppy. (laughs) Like, you are. But, dude, what happened in, like, I know it's a different level in college. Remember the one thing me and you kept talking about? Like, okay, yeah, Laura needs to figure out his defensive game. Yeah, he's, you know, PP specialist. Let's see how it translates to the NHL. But the one thing that always caught our eye, he'd play like 33 minutes a night at fucking Ohio State. Like, that guy is like, he's a horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you need you need players like that that can, like you saw last night can jump up in a pinch and play 20 what do you he played 23 minutes as a fucking rookie? It's crazy. And just like and played well. Up, he did and he's getting more confident every time he comes up. Like he looks every stronger. Time, yeah, like he's just and the crazy thing is he 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 had that freak uh accident uh, injury. 20 what, stitches. What is it on his calf? It was a, yeah, his calf or quad, oh. quad, 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 right across his, his quad. quad. Yeah, he said it could have been really bad. They said, but he's like, but I'm. A, he does this, dude. I love his interviews. He's like, yeah, it could have been really bad, but I'm okay. And he just like shrugs <laughs> shit. You know when you were 23 and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm fucking. Don't worry. He's got that like Charlie McAvoy vibe where like nothing bugs him. He's just happy yeah. to be playing in the show. You know. Oh, absolutely, and I, I love that about him, and because like. Yeah. I don't know. I, if you, I think if you asked him honestly, like if he thought he'd be playing for the Boston Bruins as early as he was or contributing as much as he is, I and you put a lie detector to him, I, I, I you know, I don't think he would be answering that truthfully. But like so he, looking at the minutes sorry. last night, no, sorry, I'm just looking at this real quick. Yeah. Looking at the minutes last night, obviously. McAvoy with 30 minutes, Carlo with 25. Crazy. They're also going to log a lot of the minutes. But in third, right behind him, is Mason Lora. He played almost two minutes more than Forbert. He played 
three three minutes and 15 seconds more than Watherspoon, but Watherspoon did get a fighting major, which I yeah. loved. I loved. I, oh, I love everything. From, yeah, I mean, Lorai, three, three assists last night, led the team in plus minus if anyone takes that seriously. And, you know, he logged that. 23 and a half or 23 minutes and i forget what it was i i just fucking lost it and he's just he's been a workhorse dude he was a workhorse last night and the true test will be tonight against calgary when you you, you to have back. to play back to back you gotta log probably another 20 to 25 minutes uh because from the sounds of it it looks like um what's his fucking name grizzly no Lord, mitchell Lord. is coming back oh uh, who knows they I haven't made an announcement, so I'm not. They haven't I, made I, an announcement. I saw yet. that tweet. I saw those tweets, and I'm sorry, but I'm I'm waiting for an official announcement on that one. But yeah, like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But that like, also ties into stuff we're gonna talk to later or talk about later. Um, the one thing I did want to say about Lori though, because you said something essentially like, "Oh yeah, you were like, do do you think he would have thought he would have been playing for the Bruins this year?" Same type of thing as Pacha, right? Like when the, he got asked around World Juniors, he was like, "Honestly, no. Like my goal was to make, like, to have a good camp and you know make the World Juniors this year, and then you know come into camp next year and play for the Bruins." Well, they asked like Laura the same type of question, like, you know, when you first came up here, like, is it just playing hockey or like? You know, um, did it take an adjustment period, blah, blah, blah. He said that first, the first game with Toronto where he got thrown into the fire, the one we went to, he said that after two shifts, he looked around and he was like, I can hang with these guys. And he said that in his presser. And I was like, that is the sickest answer because you yeah. know, playing hockey, when you play with higher level people, at first you're like, oh shit, can I hang with these guys? Because the game's fast, man. Like you'll get left behind if you can't hang with players. And you know that feeling to pick up when you play like with like, you know, ex junior B or ex college guys, ex junior B guys for me up here, ex OHL guys. I'm always like, yeah. fuck, can I hang with these guys? And then you do and you're like oh man let's go like you get that yeah. like jump in your step and we saw it that night with toronto he was a fucking madman we were we saw it live it was awesome yeah. to watch but no, he, to he hear, to hear him be like yeah i can hang so sick yeah. <laughs> like so I, sick. I love the confidence i love yeah. the confidence and i hope he continues to grow off that because we're gonna need him personally for me and i think i speak for you as well and i probably speak for bobby as well there is no reason why Laura should ever be down in Providence or see Providence ever again, as long as he's with the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I agree. The, it, dude, it, he it, just no. showed you he's better than Grizzly and Mac or and Forbert last night. Like yeah, he, he literally he, showed you. Yeah, he, he can sure does he have stuff to work on? Absolutely, but you have to take the good with the bad when it comes to a young player like that. And Imagine if you finally let him just stay up for the rest of the season and let him grow. Oh, and then next year? exactly next year the the growth you're going to see. You give him an off season to add strength and size to himself. Like, Dude, he he could potentially turn. I know this guy's career kind of took a weird dive, but Seth Jones, a young Columbus Seth Jones, like he could be like that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Uh, no. He 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 definitely could. I mean, Seth Jones kind of went. When he went like, to yeah, weird direction. When he went to Chicago, it's just like all right, well, one, that's yeah. a terrible contract, two, 
he sucks now. Like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck happened, like how he dropped yeah. off so much. But uh, no, it's yeah. It, like a Brent Burns, a young Brent Burns. There we go. I, I would say Brent Burns is a little bit more of a dog, but. No, like, I mean, if he comes back next year and he's bigger, stronger, like, you know, doing the things that we want. Oh, to yeah, do, yeah. Clones the gaps more. He could be a, a young Brent Burns if he does all those things. Oh, a- absolutely. Like, I I don't think he's ever going to be that, you know. Rough him up. <laughs> yeah, well, not not just that. Like, he's, he's never going to be, like, a complete stud in our own zone. Yes, he'll be solid. He'll be good. He'll be good enough. They'll have bad nights. They'll have good nights, but he's never going to be like consistently a shutdown defenseman who can also produce points and you know help help you guys score. It's he's you know he's it's going to be one or the other. Like yeah, he'll he'll get better in our own zone and he'll get stronger and faster. And but for right now, you're you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of his scoring ability and his production in the O zone rather than the D zone. And you got to take the good with the bad. Like I said, like it's, you can't just, I don't know. Like people will get frustrated, but like how we get frustrated with Grizzlick in our own zone, like that fucking pass he had to Pelveski. Oh my Pelveski, God. Pel, Jesus. Pelveski. Am I fucking Pelveski? Uh, no. Fuck. No. Let me, let me hear it in my head. Oh my Pavelski. God. Pavelski. Pavelski. Pavelski, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm like, what this, I'm like, why does this sound sound so wrong coming out of my mouth? Yeah. Uh, like that was just terrible, and I'm sure you'll see it at times with with um, Jesus, Lori. But I just, uh, dude, I saw this, a stat today. Oh, sorry, go. No, I was just gonna say at this point in Grizzlick's career, you shouldn't be seen as often as you do, like the, those kind dude, of passive plays in I, the D zone. I saw a stat today that 68% of the goals that have been scored against the Bruins since the All-Star break, Forbert's been on the ice for. Jesus Christ. And That's I a just, high I, number, dude. That's I, a fucking high number. And, and, and you're stuck with it. Yeah, you, you are because no one's going to take that. No, no. Like I just, Three no, million? You couldn't even eat half and get rid of that contract. No, and you don't even have a first to just dump that. It's it, yeah, it and then you turn into Toronto at this point. Yeah, then exactly. And dude, that's that's it's just like the the thing with Grizzlick too is just like like we said about Forbert two up pods ago. The the injuries fucking do this to players, man. Like I don't hate Grizzlick. I've actually been a big Grizzlick supporter. It's just like if you're really going to try and make a run here, and I'm not saying go all in, I just, yeah. you, you try and make better moves. And by better moves, I mean bring up Lorite and move Grizz. You know, like it just open yeah, up like some this. cap to maybe do something or maybe flip them or uh, make a hockey trade for a forward who's about, you know, a middle six guy that would be an easy swap with Grizz. Like, I, I don't know. I just, you're stuck with Forbert, essentially. Monty said it the other day. He was like, this is what we have, and we have to try and make it work. Essentially, yep. to me, means you're not moving Forbert. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, that's what's frustrating and sucks, but it sounds like Monty's not giving up hope on, on uh, Forbert yet, but I also mm-hmm. think it's just because he knows that Forbert's gonna here for the rest of the year, right? Like mm-hmm. it's 
I don't know. It's just, it it gets annoying, but like, I I hate that forward, like, or that Monty keeps riding out with forward and keeps uh, health bombing Shattenkirk. I understand. I understand wanting to save the miles on Shattenkirk's legs because you'll need him for the playoffs. And to be honest, Shattenkirk hasn't even looked that good since the all-star break. And it looks like he did at the beginning of the season, just kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean Kirk's a veteran. He's he's shown tune it up. Yeah, like I'm I'm not giving up hope on that, but it's like I'm sorry, like Forbert's lost a step, man. Like, how can you not see what we're seeing? Like, it's been long enough coming back from his injury that he should he should have been able to ramp it up by now, and he hasn't. Mm -hmm. And that's concerning. And it's it's frustrating seeing Monty constantly put him in the lineup and not see what what like Watherspoon has shown you that he can hang. Like he yeah. should be in the lineup every night. So I have a question for you then. Do you think Monty is essentially like, you know, you're the coach, you're not the GM. You can only do so much, but do you think he's essentially like, all right, we'll ride Forbert for now where we can't trade him. We'll ride him up. But if this doesn't work, Walderspoon's got that spot. I hope that's what's going on, but yeah. I don't think it is. You know, it, it could be a possibility that they're like, you know what? Keep playing forward and showcase him and we can, hope that he gets better and trade him at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, like Dude, that could that could be a possibility. Ben Chirac got a first two years ago. <laughs> Anything's possible. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that's the thing too. And it's like people coming at me like, oh, why aren't you on Tarasenko or Eberly anymore? Because Sean Monaghan went for a first. That's why. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the market's set for defense and forward. It's a first for third liner. And a like a middle uh, a middle six guy when I'm talking about defense. So like a top four down to like you know whatever. But yeah, the the market's been set. So yeah, like I they're know, saying Tanev is gonna get you a or get Calgary a first possibly, and Tanev's probably gonna play on the bottom pairing of a fucking cup contenders team. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he'll, he'll play bottom pair and get PK minutes. And yeah, it's like what know, the like, fuck? That's in, this is not our year how, for that. I, I get it. Like majority of the time, the refs swallow the whistles in the playoffs. So how bad do you actually need a PK guy mm-hmm. in the playoffs? I mean, I don't know it, but I mean, Tanev's still a solid addition. He's he's still a better addition than forward. He's you know like I do like the way he plays, but for a fucking first round pick, fuck no, dude. Yeah, and, I mean, granted, we don't we don't even have that to give away. You no, know, we dude. we kind of need ours next year. Let's you know, but I'm I'm just. Yeah, there's know. still it, a possibility we fought if we finish bottom five and get that one back from Detroit. <laughs> According to everybody on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. That would we're still we're, dude. I saw somebody when we were on our losing streak be like, just tank for that pick back. Like, dude, I don't think you could even tank to bottom five from where the Bruins are. I think they'd have I'm to lose like, every fucking right game. <laughs> so the Bruins, well, as you guys are listening, we'll have played 58 games so they'll have 24 games left and to say they want one tonight last night whatever against calgary they'll be at 81 points if they get a point they'll be 80 so let's say they'll they'll be at 80 points right Mm -hmm. bottom five they will legit have to win every single fucking game and bruins would have to lose every single game for you to get in the bottom five Dude, I th- th- one, two, three, four, five. 
bottom the bot the fifth team from the bottom has half the points we have half right now yeah there's no way that's, you're getting bottom five like that's insane no no not a not a fucking chance like l- the closest you'll get is do okay. you hear me is it me yeah yeah and will you cut out for a second oh my internet okay yeah my my screen just went like black for a second uh, yeah, so the yeah. bottom five right now, the fifth spot would be Ottawa at 49 points. The, I like, mean, obviously, it, they're going to win some games, dude. Like they, yeah. they still have solid enough players to win some games. Uh, Columbus sucks. Anaheim blows. San Jose blows. Chicago blows. Arizona, they're at 50, but they haven't won a game dude, in 82 years. Uh, dude, do you see that? 12 fucking games? They're 0-11. Yeah, what one. happened to them? They really the reverse ASU flu. Yeah, <laughs> and now there's talks of uh, Zucker and who's the other guy getting moved? Uh, Zucker and Dumba. Oh, I think they they're uh, listening Krause, on yeah. Kraus too, dude. Did you see Pittsburgh's fielding calls on everybody, including Crosby, Latang, and Malkin? That's fucking wild to me. Yeah. Dubas said yesterday, he's like, we're getting calls about everybody. It's my job to answer these calls. Oh, would you be shocked to see Crosby go to fucking Colorado? I wouldn't. At this rate, dude, Pittsburgh's so bad. This guy's still got tank le- like gas left in the tank. Yeah, like, fuck. Plus, he's, uh, he already, he's already at 30 goals on the season. Like, he's still. And dude. Lemieux doesn't own the team anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Just food for thought. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not saying he's coming to Bruins either. So anybody who just fucking they're 11 points out of a playoff spot right now. That's what he said. He's like, we're gonna keep playing hard. I think we have a chance to make the playoffs, but the way we're losing, I might have to sell everybody. I was like, shut the fuck up. It's just like, how are they as bad as they are, man? Like, it's just the Carlson effect, dude. Yeah, Carlson's not having a good year. Latang's not having that good of a year. You can't have two puck moving defense, right handed puck moving defensemen like that. It just yeah. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It, it 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 just doesn't work, dude. Like, I don't know. You have man. to share the wealth, you know? Like, it's, I don't know. Worst power play in the league with like a guy, the defenseman who got 100 points for the first time in 20 years on your power play. And you can't, like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, it's, but then you you see Burns go to Carolina and have success again. So like, I don't yeah, know. but I mean, interesting. They're also like kind of a mess defensively there. But yeah, no, he's he's working over there, but he's also not the guy. Anymore. You know, there's there's Carlson and then there's Burns oh, really, yeah. right? Like, I I don't know. It's just. It's weird, dude. It's it's it sucks seeing Pittsburgh as bad. I want to see Crosby back in the playoffs so bad. I I, I used to obviously. I think a lot of Bruins f- fans feel the same. Hated Crosby when he first came into the league. I I love Crosby now, man. I think yeah, dude. Just dude. Just just a game. Okay, we're back. I think I was having internet issues. I kind of forget where we were or what the fuck we were talking about. But anyways, bringing it back to the Bruins. Uh Lori looked great last night. Hopefully he can continue mm-hmm. to look that way. I hope Olmark can look good tonight. 
against Calgary, a struggling team, a team that you want to redeem yourself against because they embarrassed you on your home ice just oh, last yeah. week. And uh, we shall see. I mean, there's, I don't think the Bruins have enough for a deep playoff run or never, never mind a uh, Stanley Cup run. But there are hopes. And what really gives me hope is the goaltending duo that you have. And mm-hmm. someone is trying to say that. It all started Omar- with Biz last night. Biz asked a question, should they trade a goalie? And all of a sudden, we're trading a goalie today. Yeah, and all of a sudden, someone is hearing trade rumors that, like, no, like, should they trade one in the middle of the season? Absolutely not, because I don't think Bussy is ready for that next step. I don't think DiPietro is. Like, I I just, I don't don't think that's the right move. I think you're in a position where you need to ride the goalie tandem that you have right now. Well, that's the thing too. It's like Playman, Swain, Playman, Jesus, Swayman plays back-to-back games, and people are like, "Yup, this guy's right. This guy knows yeah. what he's talking about." Even though it's been proven a bunch of times that he has no fucking idea. But I digress. Um, <laughs> no, you're not trading a fucking goalie right now. Like, and I was the big like trade all mark in the summer. I'm glad we didn't. But like, I'm the yeah. I, I was fucking all over that in the summer. It's not don't do it. It's not the time to do it. I don't even know if you ever do it anymore after this season. Um but that all comes down to contract bullshit. But um yeah, man, some of the trade rumors that are flying around right now are very interesting to listen to. Yeah, it's just funny how people hear one thing and now like Twitter fucking blows up and now one guy is just kind of riding with it and saying what he's heard. Like, no, dude, it just you're speculating, you're always wrong. Dude, it's funny. I I heard something this morning before he even started tweeting, and then I said to you once it came out that he was tweeting about it, I was like, I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I was like, I don't even fucking believe this anymore. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know. Certain no, people. I, I the agree. only thing that the like, okay, so I guess do you want to get into Hannafin? It's been the big talk all day today. Yeah, we'll get into Hannafin, then we'll shoot over to Bobby's corner. All right, so. Like, I don't know, you probably saw my tweet, which way is Hannafin going to go to the locker room today? I, I got some information this morning that the Bruins are essentially like the last people left in this. this, And and, and anything could change. We saw this happen with Gavrikov last year. I just want to preface that right now because I got dragged for the Gavrikov stuff last year and it ended up a lot of people got bad information. But some of the information I've heard is Hannafin wants to come home. It's Boston, Florida, Tampa. Tampa doesn't have the means. Florida doesn't want to give up what they want. Kind of sounds like the Bruins are willing to. I don't know if it's contract talk that needs to be worked out, what, but it kind of sounds like either now or July 1st, Hannafin's going to become a Bruin unless something drastically changes with the other teams involved. And like we've heard this for fucking months now. Oh, dude, we've heard and, this for years. <laughs> and the Bruins weren't even in on the trade shit up until Elliot Friedman said so on Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Live. Saturday, Saturday hockey, Night Live. Yeah. Hockey, it is Saturday Night Live up here. Hockey it's Night in Shane Canada. Yeah, yeah. Hockey. Yo, Sydney Sweeney's hosting Saturday Night Live too soon. Um, hey, but, yo. Uh, hey, yo. She's very handsome. But um, <laughs> so 
Yeah, like we've heard this. Dude, it's so funny because I was saying to you, I was like, man, maybe we're not in on Hannafin anymore, like two weeks ago. And then Elliot Friedman's like, yeah, Boston's in on Hannafin. Kind of sounds like it's like everything I've heard. It's either Boston or the two Florida teams. He wants to play with Kachuk. He wants to be in the desert or back home. Understandable. Canadian teams are out of it. We knew all this stuff that Elliot said. Then today I heard that I heard from somebody that it's pretty much a done deal and he'll be leaving with the Bruins tonight. That, but then this person came out and started tweeting and making clickbait articles, and I don't know if I believe it anymore. So, all his, dude, all his responses to people like questioning his tweet say, like, Yeah, he puts out, read the article, winky face. It's like, Yeah, you want the clicks, you fucking exactly. I, dude, as especially with this PTP stuff we're doing, I'm not fucking stupid. I know how this yeah. works, you idiot. Yeah, like, sorry, but I hate calling people names, but this person blocked me for essentially me giving him better information and then got pissy about it. But I digress again. Um, the one that is super interesting to me that I heard about today is uh, apparently Bruins have like a backdoor secret waiting deal with Anthony or uh, for Anthony Duclair with San Jose. That was more interesting to me than Hannafin. The thing is though, between Hannafin and even Duclair, Duclair, um, like, well, first of all, personally, I'd rather wait it out for Hannafin come mm-hmm. July 1st rather than trade assets for him and then extend him. Like, yeah, you have a better chance at extending him, obviously, and then rather than, you know, battling against other teams to for to, to sign Hannafin. But you don't have the assets for guys like Hannafin or Duclair. Yeah, say bye and to Lysel. Lysel, Patra, maybe, like... That's what that's what this person was saying today, and that's what makes me think the Hannafin thing's bullshit. Because, like, me and you have heard from different people all season, Patra and Lori are the future, and they're untouchables. They're probably the only two untouchables on this roster. I Yeah, I think Lysel is... Wait, did you say Lysel? No, no, Patra and Lori. I think Lysel is too, but... I, I would hope so, but, like, if you're getting Hannafin with an extension, that's the I, only I know, thing that's... that makes sense to me. Because Oh, and that's I, what I, I forgot to mention, is Bo- Boston is one of the only places he's willing to come to and sign an extension, like, right away. Yeah, I just I would rather wait till July 1st because you need to keep your assets. You're, mm-hmm. You don't have many as it is. I'm done trading away first-round picks. You haven't had a first-round pick since fucking 1908 at mm-hmm. this point. Like, it's just... It sucks, Do you man. even name our last first-round pick? I can. I think. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, actually, I like this question. Um, God damn it. Our last first round. Oh, it's so fucked. Yeah, I was going to say, we just talked about him, but it doesn't even yeah. feel like he's our first round pick. <laughs> I, I, was, I was honestly thinking like. Lysel, right? Because we traded the one for Orloff and Hathaway, and then the next one, like next year's for. Yeah, no, it's Lysel. Yeah, and the year before that was Lysel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was Lysel. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, because Patra was our our first draft pick in that year um, that he was drafted. That's why it feels like he was a first-round pick. It was actually – he was a second-round pick. Yeah. But it was our first pick in the draft that year. Yeah. Um. Like, you're going to have a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth to draft with this year. Do you just say fuck it and trade those three picks? 
Because the draft sucks after the first round this year. Everything I've heard from everybody. Yeah, so the, yeah, your last first round pick was 2021 with Fabian Lysel. After that, your last first round pick was Johnny Beecher. And then back in nine in. Who's Lindholm now? Yeah. The last one that like you know what I didn't even realize that McAvoy and Frederick were the same draft. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what's he I, I know what Mark I'm just sorry, I'm just like looking at a list and it's kind of crazy. Like 2015. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking about 2015, but <laughs> uh, um looking at 2016. And I know what Marshan has said about the player, Ryan Lingren, but if you were able to keep him, Trent Frederick and Charlie McAvoy all from that draft, that oh. was all the same draft, you'd be pretty set right now on D. Like you know what's having I would say he's having a rough year this year, but he's a he's a solid player. Yeah, and it's so funny because like you know how everyone isn't that the same draft? No, they didn't get Swaim in that draft. Was it? No, Swaim. Uh, it was the year after, twenty seventeen. Year after, yes. Okay. Well, essentially, in two drafts, you know how people always talk about the fucking the Heiskin and Robertson Ottinger draft of Dallas. Yeah. Like completely re- reset reset their fucking age clock. Essentially, it, it it's the same thing for the Bruins. Like you got Swayman, Frederick, McAvoy, and if you kept Lindgren. Like, that's that's fucking how the Bruins keep resetting this shit, and this is why you shouldn't trade away your first, second, and third one or two years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck. No, it's just yeah. Uh, I'm just getting mad looking at this list now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, not to get off. To, I, we have a tendency to get off topic, but uh, yeah, it's you're not in the business of trading away first round picks. Uh, <laughs> I I mean you don't even have a second round pick this year. You don't you don't even have a third round pick this year. You don't no, pick till four, the fourth fucking round. Dude, so that's oh that's why I asked you when you were looking this up. Do you just say fuck it and trade the fourth, fifth, and sixth this year and just not even have a pick in the draft? Like in Chell when we do that in franchise. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm okay because let's be honest. What do you what get? are the possibilities of especially the way the Bruins draft too? What are the possibilities of them actually hitting on someone in the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh round. Do you risk it all and trade away that and just punt on this year's draft? And then you focus on next year where you have your first round pick. I don't think you have next year's second round pick, but you have five, then you build five, right? Because if that's what it's going to take to get like a decent player, like a middle six player, because actually, Oh fuck. I hope I, I had to disconnect the Wi-Fi from my phone. So I hope I can pop it up. Our boy, uh, the tripod himself, Bobby Bruski, had a good tweet out earlier, which which was actually a good stat. That I like. I I need what the fuck? I do? Oh, that's an ad. Out of tw- so this is from our very own the tripod, Bobby Bruski. Out of twenty three losses, twelve of them were one goal losses, with three additional L's coming from the shootout. Something has to be tweaked with this team. Their lack of finish in their game is alarming going into this final stretch of twenty five games. So. I agree with that. And people are preaching to get guys like Hanfin. Yes, like kind of hurting on the back end. But I think you're you need more consistency out of the back end. 
and we'll get to Lindholm after Bobby's corner, and we'll get mm-hmm. to Grizzlick more after Bobby's corner because we got to shoot over to Bobby's corner soon. Oh, God. You need you the go. middle six winger. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I know. I saw my thing glitch. Like, you need, it's probably because I have so many people over my house right now. Yeah. Um, you need a middle six winger. You need help at finishing. Like, mm-hmm. I certainly don't. <laughs> hey, yo. I, I have a boy, Teddy. High five, hey, Teddy. Teddy. I got living proof, baby. Living proof. Jesus, learn how to talk, Boosie. But I agree with Bobby, man. Something has to be tweaking. The thing is, though, it wouldn't be as like that tweet wouldn't be as relevant now or that eye opening. I shouldn't say relevant. It should it wouldn't be that eye opening right now if Debrusque was Debrusque, right? Hopefully last night's goal was monkey off the back, sure. Because that picture I tweeted last night from only Bruins, I've had that in the spank bank for a while to tweet yeah. out for when he gets back. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh fuck, I can finally use this. So I hope it was good use to with the dad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good. you saw Monty rip the monkey off his back. And like, I hope that just like even our girl Tanya had a good tweet about it. Like, mm-hmm. like the it's night and day basically between Monty and Cassidy. And you know, oh, yeah. like if, he loves Cassidy, if yeah, and I mean I like Debrusque too, dude. I want him oh, to yeah. work out. The only thing that's working out in the Bruins' favor is that his dollar value is going way yeah. down. But yeah. Then you, you got to think about is it even worth extending him, but we're not even going to get into that right now. No, but yeah. if you got guys like DeBrusque and even Zaka putting the puck home a little bit more, then this isn't a conversation right now. But uh, see, you, aren't you aren't you happy we're having this lull now instead of oh in absolutely? I think we I, did last year, like last year, this yeah. all happened in like two weeks in March at the end of March, yeah. and it was just like that we just lost. I tweeted. I actually tweeted out after which game? Who did we play after Saturday's game? I think it was. You were starting to see a lot of fair weather fans, you know, mm-hmm. blow this fucking team up. Blah blah blah. You know, we've seen it all this year. But I would. I put a tweet out saying like, you know, oh yeah, because they blew the lead. I'm like, blowing leads like that in this <coughs> part of the season, it's inexcusable. But I'd rather see it now. Than down the road on a playoff stretch or anything. Yes, I'm. It's get it out of the way because you got to learn somehow. And I don't. It's just I'd rather see it now. And I think that I think if you asked Monty, like, would you rather see it now? That like, do you wish you saw something like a tough stretch like this last year, going before going into the playoffs? And excuse me, he'd be like, hell yeah, absolutely, because you know. The problem was, are you opening mail while we're fucking recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a smirk on your face and then you ripped something open. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd rather see this now than, you know, down the road or like come April, come late April, come early May. So I'm okay with it. Like it sucks and I still think it's inexcusable. But the good thing is they got a point. And let's be honest, do we really want them winning the President's Cup again? No, we don't. Dude, but you and Bobby both called it the President's Cup. What I say? I said, the oh President's shit, President's Cup. Trophy. Oh fuck. Dude, Bobby did realize. the exact same thing last week, and I just he was on a rant, so I didn't have the heart to Yeah. Uh, but it's well, so funny you guys both did I, I just had to fucking double take. I was like, wait, wait, wait. My brain is mush and I can barely talk as it is when it's not, so 
Cut yeah. me some fucking slack, asshole. No, but you're right. Like no, you, you just gotta get in. You gotta get in. No, but you gotta get in. Like that's it. No. Like how many times have point, we seen that? Just get in. I want them winning seven out of ten. The last, or like, I wanted them winning seven out of ten games before the playoffs starts. That's that's what I care about. Those last ten games before the playoffs, and uh, you could even take away three of those because the last three games are kind of always a shit show. They're just trying to protect players or whatever. So let's say you know I want them winning like five out of the last seven legit games that they play before the playoffs starts. Yeah, I want. I want. Yeah, no, exactly. I want them to go into the playoffs with momentum, but also. <laughs> that's why you're laughing. Uh, <laughs> oh, the timing of that's perfect, coward. But what I want to see from this West Coast now, rather than talking down the road, late March, early <laughs> April, is you're already one to know on this West Coast trip. You got one, two, three more games. I want to see you go three for one. I especially want you to beat teams like Seattle. Mm-hmm. like Seattle in the flames. I can understand if you lose to Vancouver on the road, because the way they played against us at home two Dude. was it two weeks ago. They're going to be fucking firing out of the gate. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Every, they got, they got murdered in Minnesota. Oh God, dead. Dude, they haven't won since that game. You know, it's been on, you know, what's awesome is I'm playing you in fantasy this week and oh, dude, I haven't got, got six points. I haven't checked my fantasy in months. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Ever since I got back from Boston, actually, I didn't do it on when I was in Boston, and I just left it. Yeah, I'm up 16 points right now. Am I even in a playoff spot? I think so. Oh no, well, shit! Mel and Sully are already eliminated. And we have like four weeks left to go. Oh, it was but, me and Mel battling it out. I'm pretty sure. Uh yeah. So I had Erickson Eck get a hat trick, three goals, three assists, and I thought I had someone else get another hat trick. Oh yeah, Dude, I, JT I've probably, Miller. I've probably had Alex Lyon as my starter this whole time. <laughs> no, you actually have Tuka Rask, dude. What? It's fucking wild. Hell yeah! Why the fuck did you pick him up? You have Nylander on the bench. Yeah. Oh fuck! I just yeah, realized it's... Aaron's day to day. Great. I love life. Dude, um, did you see Panarin hit his career high in goals this year already at 32? I was like, that's it? That's dude. What oh my god, this is what okay. After I bring this up, we'll shoot it over to Bobby's corner. I know we keep getting sidetracked, but I'm gonna piss my pants, but go. <laughs> Austin Matthews. Oh my god. Scored goal what 51 last night? 50 and 51. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess how many assists he has on the season. 20 24 24 don't get me wrong he's having a hell of a year he's one of the best goal scorers in the game absolutely no one's even like close to him in that but my shit's so fucking he's got 51 goals are you talking about are you talking about how people are saying he should win the selkie heart and richard this year no people who say you've seen that no dude have you seen that Luckily, I'm not on the leaf side, leaf side of Twitter right now. But yeah, this this dude has he has 15 more goals than David Pasternak, but he is somehow uh, seven points behind David Pasternak. I saw that too. 
and yeah, he, he should have more assists. He should have rounded his game out, though. No, I know he has. And yeah. fuck what people are saying about his defensive game because it has gotten better. I don't yeah. give a shit what you. I am in the most toxic Bruins Facebook group on, uh, excuse me, obviously Facebook. I don't even try. I just left it today because I saw someone shitting on Jack Edwards, which I do want to touch on at, later mm-hmm. on in the episode because a great article came out about him today. Um, I saw someone shitting. Basically trying to call him an alcoholic, and I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, well, I'm, I'm I'm done with this fucking group. But I digress. We'll get into it later on in the second half of the episode. I think we've got sidetracked enough. If we bring up one more thing, it's going to be another 15 minute conversation. Brett's about to piss his pants. I am too, <laughs> and I got to go kiss my boy Teddy. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the tripod himself, Bobby so Bruski's corner. About anyways, yeah, no, they landed on him. Don't worry about that. So I'm out of place, you know what I mean? And I'm terrible at taking hints, you know? She's got the drinks for him. We've had a couple hoots. She's got Marvin Gaye live at the Palladium on on the stereo, second pressing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like Derek Forbert trying to block a shot with these hints, you know? They're just flying by me left and right. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I remember my medals teacher in, two th- in grade 10, you know what I mean? My shop teacher, we all had one, right? He goes, hey, if you don't want to do the girl, find a deck of cards, you know? So I find a deck of cards, dig this, man. I start shuffling, you know? She ain't got no clubs, she ain't got no diamonds, she ain't got no spades. And I go, what's up with this deck of cards? And she goes, Bobby, don't you know? I said, don't I know what? She says, I only play with hearts. Oh, baby girl, from the beaches of Winnipeg and under the palm trees of the West End. It's Bobby Bruski. How we feeling out there? How you doing out there? Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Proudly brought to you by Only Bruins in partnership with Primetime Productions. You feeling good out there? You driving? You flying? What are you doing? Let me know. How you doing? How you looking? I've missed you. It's been a minute. It's been a time. Let's do our thing. How about them Bruins? It's about 2 o'clock in the morning where I'm at. It's about 7 o'clock in the morning for you, depending on where you are at and what time you are at. I'm talking you in the future, I'm in the past. What an electric win by the Boston Bruins tonight. A nice Chucky Bright Lights 6-5 overtime goal after defeating, not defeating, after burning off a JVR Penalty late in the third. You love to see it. I mean, you almost, you, you know, hey, Barb, did you see that fine, that breakaway? Yeah, no T. That was pretty sick. Mason Lori with three assists tonight. I mean, impressive showing. Monty talked a bit about him on the early interview, the pregame interview with Bob, Bob Beers and Judge Surratt on the radio play by play. Had a lot of great things to say about Mason. Uh, explained how you know he's been up a few times. He understands the system. Yeah, you know, pointed out his points, his goals, his assists. One thing I found very particularly interesting is he actually pointed out his plus minuses down in Providence. Didn't realize Monty was a plus minus guy, but you heard it here first. We all saw this morning that Monty had put Mason Lore on the uh, second power play unit. I quote tweeted on. Uh, explaining that it's simple move the puck and don't be scared to bomb it and that confidence went a long way tonight i thought mason larry had a great game with that being said i also want to give a huge shout out to watherspoon confirmed swifty as he did fight katie perry sorry Corey perry 
Nice little Winnipeg joke that we had from years ago. Good on Corey Perry, though. I mean, Perry doesn't need that fight. Perry has a place in that organization. He's not bouncing around from Roxford to Edmonton. Pretty sure their AHL team's Roxford. You know who would know? Soups. He would know where the AHL team plays. Yeah, you know, Perry doesn't need to do that fight, but it's very reminiscent of uh, what Matt Martin did with uh, Matt Rempe over the, uh, the weekend with the stadium series. Matt Martin doesn't need to do that fight. He gives Rempe, you know, the chance to get that 80,000 people roar. So good on Perry, good on Martin. They don't need to be giving these guys the time of days, and they do. And I'm, I'm sure that spoke volumes within the organization. I personally would love Watherspoon to stay up with the Bees. I would personally love Mason Lorai to stay up with the Bees. I hope it's nothing too serious of Lindholm, and I really hope it's nothing too serious Grizz Grizzly. Grizzlick's had a year to forget, which sucks because it is a contract year. If there's one year you'd kind of wish to see that guy ball out, this would have been the year. Circling up with that, though, I mean, it's been a minute since I've talked to you. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I love hanging with Brett. I mean, it's the first time we hung out and didn't talk until 7 o'clock in the morning. Last time we did a recording type thing like that, we ended up talking to like 7 o'clock in the morning. I watched Motley Crue of the Dirt at the same time that he was, and we talked about the movie. It was pretty romantic, actually. Surprised we didn't kiss through the phone. So, the Bruins are a very confusing team. I don't know where you stand with the Bruins. I don't know where your coworkers ask you. I don't know what your family members are asking you. But, you know, the deadline's coming up, and to quote Brett and to quote Boosie, uh, we're not going to talk about that right now. But it's coming up. And in Canada, the trade deadline's like a, a holiday. It might as well be up there with uh, President's Day, Family Day, Canada Day, you name it. It's, it's, it's an event. So a lot of people ask me, well, what the Bruins are going to do? And I'm like, I don't know who the Bruins are. The Bruins, as of right now, are second in the league. One point behind Vancouver. Massive game coming up Saturday. Hopefully tomorrow by the time that you're listening to this. Massive game. Clash of the Titans, right? So the Bruins are interesting because I feel like we're hitting that point where you're seeing a lot of teams draw, draw their, line, their lines in the sand, right? Like you look out west. You're like Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, Vegas, Edmonton. They're there. They've arrived. Everyone else, well, you know, it's up for debate. You look out east, you're like, Florida, they've been there. They've been here the whole time. Toronto, they're very silently just doing their thing. Austin Matthews might score 80 goals, by the way. What the fuck? Boston, we're there. Carolina, the Rangers. Everybody else, I mean, Philly, you throw in that conversation, too. Everyone else, you're like, well, it's up for grabs, right? Those last two spots are up for grabs. So, then you see teams like New York. Like, I feel like New York Islanders are low-key pulling out. They're like, well, we're going to stick with what we have. We'll maybe trade some UFAs we have, but we're, we're going to stick with what we have. You look at Pittsburgh. I mean, Kyle Dubas had that meeting today where he said that he's only given this roster an uh, infinite amount of time, and that time is running out. There'll be a great conversation with what happens with them. Maybe we'll talk about it. But I want to circle back with the Bruins because, as I said, they're a very interesting team. While everyone's drawing lines in the sand on the beach, they're sitting there making a sand castle and just doing proving everybody wrong, right? Now, this past weekend, we experienced uh, another four-game losing streak, right? Fun fact, that's the second one they've had this year. 
Not to mention the fact that they've had two separate three-game losing streaks, which is insane to put because you don't really see teams go far in the playoffs and put those kind of numbers up. I mean, to put into context, Vancouver just recently lost three games in a row for the first time all season, and they have played one more game than us. So it's interesting, right? But then you look at Vegas last year. Vegas went through a little bit of a a fumble there in January. They lost four games straight. The year before Colorado ended the season on a on a losing streak, they lost four straight. They ended up actually only winning one out of their last, I think, seven to nine games or something, something insane like that. Like it just wasn't, you know, championships aren't won in the season, right? So I wouldn't lose too much sleep, but when you look, when you zoom out and you see a handful of losing streaks, you really got to sit there and ask yourself, who is this team, right? What is this team? And very much like Florida, we don't have picks. I mean, Florida doesn't have a pick till I want to say 2026. We don't have a first round pick till 2025. In fact, we don't have any picks from round one to round three, and we don't have a second round pick next year. So it's very interesting as in what Boston can and cannot do and how they maintain who they are. But I think, you know, I really liked Richard's play as of late. As I mentioned, I think he's been very confident and more trustworthy with his line mates. And that's that's where it's going to be a challenge, right? Because you build trust with someone on your line, Monty's quick to take away the trust because he's going to throw someone else there with you. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of kind of adapting on the spot. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's adapt or die. And Monty drives me nuts with his line changes. But, I, you know, come the playoffs, come the postseason, that's when all that will pay off. 100%. And it's just a matter of the players making the right dinner with the ingredients they were provided. As much as I want to flirt with fun trade ideas... And plant seeds like Jake Gensel coming to the Bruins, so Crosby follows suit. I'm not going to go too deep into that. I do want to take the time because I know I was on with Brett last week. I took the week uh, off before that. Took some time for myself to kind of recoup, kind of refresh. I do want to just take one last little uh, solo sesh. Just you, me, some headphones, maybe a car stereo, maybe... You're in the kitchen. I'm playing off Alexa. What's up, Alexa? How you doing, baby girl? And I want to say one more congratulation to Brad Marchand on hitting 1,000 games. If, I'm not going to do that if you would have told me. It's just been very special. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. This sounds a lot like my Bergie retirement uh, speech, but it's just crazy. It, you know, I've been working on some videos, so I've been kind of going back in time, watching a lot of the Bruins in the late 2010s, early 20, late, sorry, the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. There's the proper timeline there. And it's been just very emotional. And a lot of the great moments that Marshy's had to see the pest that you were, to becoming a great winner, to being an underrated winner, to being a 30-goal scorer, to being a 100-point player, to being a Hart Trophy 
you know, candidate that got robbed, Con Smythe Trophy candidate that got robbed to being a guy who's played 1,000 games with the same franchise, team captain. It's been amazing to see the growth, and I couldn't be more proud to say that Brad Marchand is a rat, but he's one of, he's our rat, and he's our team captain, and it's just he said in a few interviews that it's it's just a milestone and it's just a number and he hopes to just keep playing as long as he can. And I hope as long as you're playing, man, I'll be watching. I'll be wearing your jersey. I'll be chirping. I'll be making the, the licking jokes to people on the stands. I'll be kissing my ring finger to everyone that says, fuck you. So, Marshy, once again, one last time before we really dive into this crazy part of the season, this crazy part of the fandom congratulations and thank you for everything you're fucking yeah awesome to see lots of media outlets giving uh, you know pumping your tires and uh to answer every media outlet's question yes brad marchand is a hall of fame player it's not a matter of if he's gonna get in but when and well i'll be there my guy it was awesome hearing from you again. I'll see you soon, Boston. I'll see you soon. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys, Brett and Boosie. Hopefully it's Brett and Boosie this week. I feel like every time I say that, they have a special guest or someone doesn't show up. Anyways, I love you. Here's a little bit of Mark Lanigan for you. Wherever you are, my friend, we miss you. We love you. And I hope you're having some safe travels. Remember... You've been great. I've been Bobby. Let's go bees, baby. <laughs> and we are back from another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. Phenomenal. Knocks out of the park. Electric factory. The way I, I even messaged him earlier, too. The way, because obviously I do not sleep much anymore. I was up at 2.30. He sends me an email at 2.30, sending me Bobby's Corner. All caps, just absolutely electric. I knew it was going to be electric. And the way he just, I knew the way he talked about Laura Irishard and Watherspoon, that man Rocky, is just going to be absolutely electric. We haven't even talked about Richard yet, but what more can you say about him? He's looked, I really, and, and Braza, Brazzers, 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 boy, he has looked, he's, I, I, he's a big boy. He's, he's the reason Freddie scored last night. Dude, I, I love his size, man. He's not that good of a skater, but like he's he uses his he knows how to use his size and uh hell of a story for him too, just coming out from awesome. the ECHL Providence. Now he's he's signing an NHL deal. And hey man, if he can work out, that's that's a cheap guy down on the fourth line that could really help you produce. Dude, Does he signed a two year. Yeah, I know. So that like that could be looking great next year, dude. He's great. also waiver. He's I don't know if he's waiver eligible. He's next waiver year, except this year. This year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just this year, but next okay. year he won't be. So he'll have to make the big club and. But or, d- dude, it's like I said. Hey, I used to watch him in the OHL. Light it up against London. He scored sixty-one goals his last year. He scored sixty-one goals in any league. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. fucking score. Like yeah, he was an overager, but like still like. The fact, like you said, this journey, he's fought his way up. Good old fucking Canadian kid. He's 6'5", like 240. Apparently, he 
the Monty was saying, I don't, I, it's crazy. I, I thought it, I thought it was kind of weird. Monty said this at first, but then I was like, well, he is his athlete and he would know these things and it's in its accomplishment, what he's saying. But I guess Brazu cut off like 30 pounds this off season or something like that. Like he was like a Damn. big, big boy, like 260 or something like yeah. that. And Monty said like that was the biggest thing that he noticed. Like he came to camp lighter. He looked great. Like, you know, obviously he got sent down organizationally wise, but to hear like he, you know, he he's doing everything the organization wants by like, you know, dropping the weight, trying to get better in front of the net, put your weight into other, like, you know, this isn't like you played sports, try and move your weight into other parts of your body, which is really fucking tough for bigger people. Like, you know what I mean? Like you heard Chara talk about that stuff for years and how he had to like yeah. keep his regimen so like to a certain way just to make sure that he could keep his body going. The only thing, like you said, like send him to the Brandon Carlo power skating school, which is really the, the Darth McQuader fucking power skating school. And I think you might have a fourth liner on your hands here. It, uh, that's what I'm saying. If he can improve his skating and like truly focus on that in the off season, because the size and strength is there. So, you know, worry about your shot last and just continue to improve your skating. There's, there's some hope there, man. There's, there's some promise. I've, I've really liked his game so far. It's only been two games though. We'll give it some time, but I've, you know, I love seeing him use his size, his advantage. He can sit that, Fat Padonka Donk right in front of the goalie. Dude, Good luck huge. looking over him. Yeah, you, you, not many goalies are going to be able to look over him, dude. And his puck um, battle skills really good. Really impressed me. I I agree. I think there's Corners. room for improvement there, but it is pretty good. And I, yeah. it's the body. Been, He's so big. Yeah, yeah. No, that's if if he works in obviously being with the big club now, working you know with, um, the Bruins coaching staff. Well, then even. Like even your Charlie Coyles, your Jake DeBrus, like yeah. guys oh. that go into battles and pick the puck up every time. If you could learn from Coyle, dude, with that size, that could be a scary fourth line player right there. Like he could, and potentially, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but he could uh, potentially get some power play minutes and just use that size, man. Maybe you know, like I, I, I don't think he'd be. A- good fit for it right now but there is potential there with that size the size means a lot right now well i was talking to greg about it too and like say he does all the like this is so early in us talking about this guy but it's exciting and 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 it also is a really cool story right so like you you want to bet on him now because he's bet on himself and we've seen that organizationally right so like for me betting on him like i was saying to greg when we were playing chell the other night Dude, if he do all these things we're talking about coming to camp next year, what? Why can't he be a Daniel Sprong that puts up seventeen yeah. goals, ten assists for twenty-seven points on your fourth line, right? Yep. Like he scored sixty-one in juniors. It, yeah, if you can get ten to fifteen out of him in a full NHL season, I'm I'm happy with that. If you can even, and get he's rotating too. Yeah. So I, I I like what I'm seeing out of him so far. Grant, it's been two games. We'll obviously mm-hmm. we're recording before the Calgary game, but we'll see. And uh, I've been impressed with that. But one thing we do need to talk about is the back end right now. Yes, we talked about Lori earlier, so we won't really talk about him again. But Lane Holmes, week to week, 
Uh, I didn't even see what happened to him, and I didn't see what happened to Grizz, but I don't know how long Grizz is going to be out for, but we do know Lindholm's going to be out week to week. The problem is, as much as Grizz has been struggling this year, you're getting very thin on the back end right now. You're getting very thin, and I just, like, what would your, like, so Lori McAvoy, which I don't even really think that truly works. Who's going to get paired up with Carlo, and then you got, uh, I guess it'd have to be Watherspoon, maybe, um, or, or, or Forbert, and then you got Shattenkirk and either Watherspoon or, or Forbert. Yeah, like right now. So, do we? I don't even know if we know if Grizzlick's playing or not tonight. Yeah, everybody listening to this podcast will already know, but yeah, there's been no update so far as we're recording at 5 17 p.m. Yeah, so like. Tonight, I roll Watherspoon, McAvoy, Lori, Carlo, because it works. And um, then Forbert, Shattenkirk. And then Grizzlick would be your spare, right? Being injured. And Lindholm obviously didn't even go on the road trip. So, yeah, like, I'm guessing those are going to be the defensive pairings going into tonight. Uh, it's pretty much what we saw last night when Grizzly went down. Watherspoon essentially just hopped up with McAvoy when he wasn't serving that five-minute major. So I don't know, dude. Like it's like it's I don't know. It's I I don't know what to do. Like because you could just like I rely know. on what you have, or you like we've been talking about. Do you go get hand? Like it's just. It, it, we don't know. It's so uncertain with the Lindholm thing and now the Grizzly thing. It's just like, I think you play it by ear. I always say ear, but it's ear. Uh, the, the thing is, this was always supposed to be a bridge year for the Bruins and mm-hmm. they're exceeding expectations so far, despite what losers say on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. So, like, so what do you think of this comment? Because somebody asked me this when i said that to them they were like okay but like what if you're just too good in the standings not to do something how do you feel about that take of it because i because a either the bruins are gonna ramp up and go on a decent run for the playoffs or their first round exit i'm sorry (laughs) it's right like there's no yeah in between for me i'm not I'm not going into the playoffs. I'm not as worried about the back end as most people are. I'm more worried about the score in front. Mm-hmm. And basically what the tweet that we read from Bobby earlier, it's mm-hmm. I think you need the middle six help. Uh, the problem is there's been so much goddamn line shuffling. And do you see you Monty know- make a joke about that? No, I didn't see that. So yesterday in the pregame presser, uh, someone was like, any line changes up front? And he was like, no, we're going to go with the line changes that like we had in the, or the line changes or the lines. I, after I changed it up in the third and Kevin, I think it was Kevin DuPont. He was like, what, sorry, what were those? And he was like, oh, I changed them up so much. You missed it. Eh? You changed it up. <laughs> you missed it. And I was just like, Hey dude, not a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. At least give us he some laughed. consistency. Well, <laughs> Bobby did, Bobby did talk about Monty flipping lines and causing players uh, to get comfortable with everyone on the team rather than trust a few players like we've seen in the past. And I, you know, I, I understand that part. And so that way you can really have chemistry with every player with on every line. Sure. But 
you got to imagine they have an idea. I think we've said on previous episodes before too, you got to imagine they have an idea of what they're going to be going into the playoffs with, but mm-hmm. still, you're still struggling, struggling to score at times. I mean, unless the can get hot and stay consistent, unless Zaka can put the puck in a little bit more then you know, maybe you are in a good position, but that's a big if that's, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. Or I did it, nothing not, at the trade deadline last year. It well, and is that a risk you're worth taking as a Bruins fan? And for me personally, yeah, because I think with the goalie tandem you have, I think it could really work. I think Swayman is finding his swagger this year, right? Mm-hmm. Contract year, man. He had, yeah, he wasn't the best against Edmonton. But man, was he a stud when you needed him to be a stud against Dallas, right? And so, I don't know. It's It's like Gretzky says. You just have to make one more save than the guy on the other side. That's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. He says Grant Fuhrer was one of the best goalies he ever fucking played with because he'd tell them in intermissions, they're not getting another one, guys. And they'd win 7-6. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I feel like Swayman is capable of having that mentality just because he's a fucking save, sick. He's a sick save on dry dude. dude was sick. Yeah. It was like disgusting. He, best, best, second best player in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he, he's, do, do, you see, do you see his, Even, do you see his presser after? No. Oh, someone, um, about McDavid. Well, th- yeah, there's that one too. Two questions in there. There was one question where they were, uh, someone asked him, uh it was kind of a barn burner tonight like i know those games are fun to watch but are they fun to play in and swayman just laughs and he goes oh yeah are they fun to watch yeah (laughs) that's fucking hilarious and then like you said the what was the other one someone said uh it looked like mcdavid didn't have his best stuff tonight and he said good yeah (laughs) yeah. he chuckled after i love that because thank god he didn't but yeah man i probably met them all at the all-star game hanging out with them right so it's actually hilarious because pasta was hanging out with dry all weekend yeah and uh but going back to the back end there's a lot of question Mm. marks back there it's a risk i think a question mark that gets answered though is trading grizz for a forward because you bring lori up you know what i mean yeah, a Lorai, who's basically the same style kind of player and probably can help you produce stronger. more points. And uh, does Grizz do some things better at times? Absolutely. But I, I Dude, think. Dude, did you see that play in the neutral zone where Lorai stepped up and got the pass? Like, you know how we do in Chell sometimes when we're like, yeah. oh, this guy's going to pass it. And you just get right in the middle and intercept it. Yeah. And then it resulted, it's like, it incidentally right into a goal. And I was yeah, like, that's what this team play is. well. Yeah. Not, not, you know, it, it looks like Laura is not scared to fuck up either, which I love. I think just, mm-hmm. I think it's been in Grizz's head so much ever since being benched in the playoffs and, or off, yeah. health bombed. So I, man, I don't know. He's, it's and injuries, man. We talked about it with Forbert. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I like Forbert. Like, you know, I wish it worked out. I like Grizz. It did work out for a long time. It's just not working anymore. Like, no. you, you, you moved away from Toy Krug. Well, what's the difference moving away yeah. from Grizz or Forbert? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I know. And, you know, I, I liked Forbert's game last year, but he just he hasn't been the same since he came back from that injury, and it's pretty damn obvious. Okay. 
Even and to so, Helen Keller that he's lost his step. <laughs> Shout out Big Red, Ian Kennedy. He loves that line. Ever since he said it <laughs> in Chell one night, he always says it now. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. We were playing the other night with uh, Abby, who's also a listener, and he said it. She's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's a little uh, dark, but we like dark humor around here. Yeah, dude, you got to laugh it up. Um, but I, my new favorite forward move is him going over to the right side passing the puck up to their defenseman and then just not getting back to his spot. He's yeah. done it three games in a row and it's resulted in a goal last night. Swayman even did the fuck. It was one of the leaky ones right after he like, you could see yeah. on his body, like he watched Forbert go up and he, you got some of the best players in the, in the world on the other side coming at you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's why I liked about seeing like guys like Watherspoon last night going up against talent like that and standing his ground and doing well, you know, and sticking up for his goalie fighting Perry. Yeah, like fuck yeah, fight that fucking worm, dude. Like I, I, I loved it, man. I, Did you guys see when it. Perry had that moment? Like, oh fuck, I picked the wrong guy. You know, like he just <laughs> yeah. started getting tuned for a second. He was like, oh I, shit. I will say Perry got like one or two good uppercuts in there, but that was really it. Yeah, but, he almost um, grabbed his hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, so it was. I know that was fucking hilarious. It looked it's like funny he was about to grab that. it. Yeah. It looked like he was about to grab it. Then he, he realized he's like, "No, I would. That would be such a bad look on me. I can't do yeah. that." Yeah. Um, but no, it's. I've classic go to grab the helmet, grab the hair by accident. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's it's a it's a risk that you might have to take going forward because. You're going to be Hannafin, Duclair, whatever. You're going to be competing with other teams who have way more assets than you to trade away. So uh, it's that's going to be a huge risk because, you know, the Panthers want Hannafin. They have more to give away than you do. So how's it really going to go down? I don't know, but I get into a bidding war with a team like Florida. I don't like that. No, I, I don't like that at all. And the only thing you can hope is that Hannafin won't wave he would he kind of forces calgary's hands and just say hey the only Taylor way you're trading, kind, kind of like what kane did mm-hmm. you know like, like hey i only want to go to the rangers and he just says hey i only want to go to the bruins but i don't think that's necessarily the case for him i just think he wants to um i he doesn't I, want to I, be I, on calgary <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what he wants we we sure don't blame him one bit so there's some holes back there. Uh, Lindholm will be back before playoffs. He's week to week. We don't really know the update on Grizz, but you know, we all we really have to do is just hope that Lindholm coming back from whatever the injury is, that he comes back faster and stronger because he's had an up and down season, and I hope it doesn't fuck with him in the long run. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But as far as right now, I've really liked seeing Lorai play. Uh, I it was phenomenal seeing him get three apples last night, jumping into the lineup against um, a very talented Edmonton team, especially uh, offensively. So he held his own. He was a plus two last night with three apples, and I, I, I hope he can build off that because he looks like a guy who's not scared to back down from any situation. That he's, and like I said earlier, too, he's, he's building confidence every time he gets called up. Like He even looks like a different player compared to his last call-up. So I hope that continues to happen, even guys like Watherspoon. And unfortunately, I think you're in a position where you kind of have to ride it out with Forbert for right now, for at least for the foreseeable future until you get updates on Grizz and what Lindholm's really going to be about. And 
to be honest, it like we said earlier in this episode, you can't really trade forward right now. You can't even trade him for a seventh round pick, or I mean, you just can't. So and uh, sorry. No, real quick, I was gonna say I, I I've had this uh, question cocked and loaded for a bit. Would you be shocked to see like Walderspoon and or Lorai, maybe both, have like crazy playoffs and like play like stupid good and like you know taking that risk? Like essentially, what I'm saying is like last year, you know how Taylor Hall just kind of came out of nowhere and just had a crazy series. Yeah, I feel like Lorai Walderspoon could be that guy where you're like, holy shit, man. So with that, yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't be shocked one bit if you saw that from one of them, if not both of them. But I also wouldn't be shocked if you see them get exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, True. You yeah, know, you like you play you know, fucking seven, Toronto in the first round or something. Yeah, like what, seven game series. So, well, the thing is, he he could be on the ice for let like Lorai or Watherspoon could be on, especially Lorai could be on the ice for letting up or being on the ice for three goals, but he could easily be on the ice for three or four of the Bruins goals because he's that offensively gifted. So that's the risk that you have to take. But it's, it's a gamble. I'm willing to. You know, you know, you know me. I, I like to gamble, but I I'd gamble on them having a good playoffs. I think it could be a small or big risk, wh- whichever way you want to look at it. But I think mm-hmm. the risk is worth the reward, despite whatever the outcome is. Because if it doesn't go well, well, hey, Watherspoon and Lori have they have that uh, Jesus experience now, mm-hmm. and are those guys that. Yeah, and are, are those guys that are part of your future, at least as far as the 2024-2025 season, and then cheap money back there, and then you can spend more offensively? Uh, I mean, granted, the free agent market, I don't think it's going to be anything sexy. but Maybe Gensel. Maybe Gensel. Maybe, maybe, baby. Hey, hey, I, I wouldn't hate that one bit. But, yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of the risk you have to take, and I'm, I'm all for it, Bruins fans. I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm all for it. I, you know, I know people want to see Hannafin, and obviously I do too. But I would rather see Hannafin next season. I would mm-hmm. rather see Hannafin be a Boston Bruin on July first. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see. Um, and it kind of feels like, like I know I didn't really mention this earlier, but that's what it kind of feels like from like hearing Elliot Friedman and stuff. It kind of sounds like if he doesn't come here now, which I'm fine with, there's a huge, huge possibility he's a Boston Bruin starting next season, which is. That's exactly what like, we've been saying all year. And it's like this year's been the year of what ifs. Like I know the playoffs ended in what ifs last year, but this year's completely fucking what ifs. Oh, yeah. Or, like how it could go or maybes or, you know, like it, no, it's a bridge. The, year. Bruins, the Bruins could shock you in the playoffs, man. But I, I, good or bad, really. Right? They could get but, pumped or they could go yeah. on a run. It's yeah, like, yeah. like, I. I don't know. That's why I, I remember I, I texted you guys the one night. I was like, I, I feel like the Bruins are either going to be first round exits or win the cup this year. Like, I don't know why. It's just like one of those years where it's just like, yeah. you have a low expectation and they, they just keep exceeding. And same thing, like I was going to say about Laura. I'm betting on that. Sorry. Because sorry. I, I, every, every fucking time he's come up, he's impressed. Yep. He's gone better every time he's yeah. uh, on the call up, which I love to see. Uh, anything else on that that you want to touch on? No, because I think I I 
this is about to be a two-hour fucking episode for people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we end it, though, I do want to touch on the Jack Edwards article uh, that came out today by Chad Finn. I thought it was a great article. gave great insight on guys. Uh, on It gave great insight on Jack Edwards and his condition uh, because, obviously, a lot of people have talked about what the hell's going on. I mean, if you are on Twitter and – I'm sure people who aren't even on Twitter are just like, hey, what the hell's going on with Jack Edwards? Truth is, we don't know. He doesn't know. But the most important thing is, though, is he's okay. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, yeah, he's healthy, right? Like, it's it's just his speech that's taken a step back. And uh, it's, uh, if, if you know me, I'm, I'm not the biggest Jack Edwards guy. I don't hate the guy, but I'm not the biggest Jack Edwards guy. I think he can be ridiculous a little too often but that's okay i mean he's electric though he is electric don't get me wrong but i'm not the biggest jack edwards guy but i am i was so happy and relieved to see that article just to hear that he's actually okay because there's been so much speculation out there way too much and it's it's at the point where it's not fair to him and i think maybe that's why they decided to come out with an article like that uh because in the article if you ever read it yet he he talks about oh fuck he talks about um how it's been ongoing he's been going to the doctors for like a year and a half now about it and they don't really have answers they have some ideas but no he hasn't had a stroke he doesn't have cancer it's nothing major or serious like that he's just basically lost a step in his speech so far and that's really all he has to say about it and you know it 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 sucks, man. It, it it really does because even if you're not a fan of Jack Edwards, you got to feel for the guy because he has one thing you can never doubt about Jack Edwards is his passion for the Boston Bruins and the, the Bruins. game itself. He loves the Bruins mm-hmm. and he loves the game and he loves his fucking job. And that's what sucks, man, is mm-hmm. everyone wants to go out on top, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Bergeron wanted to go out on top, but he went out on top of his game. He didn't, you know, win it all, but um, he went out on top of his game. He wasn't forced out, like kind of like how Chara was, <clears throat> and uh, that that's that's what sucks. And you have to feel for the guy, Jack Edwards fan or not, man. You got to feel for the guy. That's that's a tough pill to swallow, especially for someone as passionate as him. And they, there were no hints at his future, but mm-hmm. kind of feels uh, like. It kind of feels like this is the end, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I am, I'm glad he got to call games in the centennial season. He's been a huge yeah, part of our organization. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like for the past what twenty years, twenty five years now? Like he's God, been yeah, been a long been- time, right? And like on the flip side of that, I have been very vocal online and not hating on Jack Edward once. And I always make sure when I make the tweets, like. It's more or less my OCD of, you know, just liking to hear commentators call the game, um, you know, and like the, the the real like, like, you know, like the messing up the names, all this stuff. And, you know, it's sad that like he's lost a step and I'm really fucking happy that it's nothing medical because like I've said multiple times on Twitter, like, I hope it's nothing medical and and my biggest thing is like, like you said, like I made a tweet earlier in the year about how like, uh, um, 
it reminds me of the Bergeron thing. And people drag me being like, you're comparing Jack Edwards to Bergeron, blah, blah, blah. And no, that's not what I was doing. What I was saying is like, I just like, you know, it's sometimes it's nice to think about like your heroes and or like the greatest calls we've heard in the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. It, it's just like, you know, you, th- you want to remember him for those things and not this. And you know what I mean? And it's nothing against him. It's more of a me thing where it's like, ah, oh, you know, like you, you don't want to remember people like beaten down and bruised and like barely getting through it. Like, like one guy, like I know Patrick Marlowe was on a different conversation because he was going for most games played of all time. But like watching him at the end of his career was like as a Canadian yeah. was fucking tough, man. Like he could barely put it together anymore. And like. And that's what essentially it is for me. Like, I just like Alex, Alex Faust. I think they're going to transition to him eventually. It has nothing yep. to do with Jack Edwards. I love what he's given us. Some of the greatest fucking goal calls in playoff history that we've ever had as Bruins <laughs> oh, are yeah. by him, right? And it's like, it's nothing against him. I love him as a commentator. He's 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 on my, I know you don't like him as much, but like he's on my Mount Rushmore commentators because I've listened to him for so long. And, you know, I've just got to, accustomed to his goal calls and how silly he is and how much of a homer he is. It, it kind of goes with the Bruins persona of being scumbags in the league, right? Like people think about it and it comes to Jack Edwards and, you know, he's amazing at what he's done. I'm so glad what he's given us. It's awful to hear. I really hope he can bounce back. It would be a crazy fucking story if he could. Yeah, no, back, I really would. It just, it just kind of feels like at this point, it's time to turn the page and you know what happens with everything, right? Like, and it, yeah. it's sad more than anything that like, you never want anything wrong with anybody. And it, it just sucks. Like this is his passion. Like you said, it's what he loves the most in life. And you know, it, it's like, M, like MJ, all these athletes talk about, like you never want the game taken away from you. That's the last fucking thing you want. No, exactly. And I mean, he he's about to turn, uh, 67 next month he's truly starting to struggle and that sucks but like you said and like we said most importantly he's healthy no there's really no medical scare for him right now and yeah like you, you don't want to have to you don't want Nesson to be in a tough spot or anything you don't want to have to force him out and I don't think he wants to be forced out like that and yes I love his passion and I love everything about that and that's got to be one of the hardest things too, is your passion for the game. And all of a sudden you just don't have any answers for what's going on with you right now. And I can't, I can't even imagine how stressful that is, but you're about to be 67. It's the centennial season. You've, you've been part of some historical seasons for the Bruins. You've been able to be part of the 2011 Stanley cup team. You've been part of many Stanley cup runs I think a, a good decision for himself would be for him to make a decision for himself and not just a team decision or, or be forced Force out. I, yeah. I, I think what's most important is that he should be able to enjoy his retirement and kind of, it will to be able to enjoy retirement and, and have that day come. I mean, he's, he's got a daughter that's about to graduate college uh he's he's 60 he's going to be 67 years young he's he's he still has life ahead of him and i i I think he should take full advantage of that i don't think you know like i don't think it's fair to himself to keep like 
trying to work through this and hope that it gets better. If something for some reason later on in the season or in the off season improves, fuck yeah, come back, buddy. But like, I just I don't want to see him have to put himself through that because I, I can't even imagine how frustrating it, it must be for himself, especially, you know, he's on Twitter, man. I'm, I'm sure he sees some of the stuff about him and what people are saying. Like, yeah, it, it's got to be tough when you truly don't have any answers. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be tough, man. I it sucks. Dude, it's weird. It's almost like it's like a case of the yips, but like not. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it, it just. Out in, I don't know, like out of nowhere, it just felt like I don't know, like the and the, you know what sucks the, the thing that sucks the most is you hear him struggle and then pause for a long period of time, yeah, and you know he's collecting his thoughts, and like that to me is probably what sucks for him. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, like it, it's it, you could hear it in his voice that he kind of just like stumbles and stops. And then waits for a solid moment to pick back up. And like, that's not the Jack Edward. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I hate that this is even happening to him. It's I know. I, it sucks that we even have to talk about it. But I, I'm glad that article was written by Chad Finn. Uh, it, it was really good. If you haven't checked it, shuts it out, up the yeah. shit bags. What's that? It shuts up like the fucking idiots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause like that's like I know I've been low vocal about it and I know people like don't like that whatever but I'm like I said like I'm just looking at it from the whole like man like you you don't want like like I said you never want to see your heroes fall in a weird way you know yeah no I I agree and I just I I hope it like you said shuts people up and I hope that people can just maybe pray for the man to. You mm-hmm. know, feel better and get better rather than continue to shit on him because Send him love instead of hate. Yeah, and it, it just it's it's a tough it's a tough position for him. It's a tough position for Nesson, and it certainly doesn't help when people are constantly commenting online. They go, "What's going on with Jack? What's going on with Jack? Jack's gonna go." I, you know, I try not to comment on stuff like that. I will comment on some of the stupid stuff he says, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some of the funny stuff he says, but I, I, you know, if there's a true, like everyone was speculating that there's a true medical issue, I'm not going to, so I wasn't going to speculate on that. I wasn't going to touch on that or trash on that. Like, I, I think that's mm-hmm. just wrong in so many ways, but mm-hmm. it's Twitter, man. It's the world we live in. But and again, great article. Good read. Yeah. Uh, great just happy that he's okay. Just happy that he's okay. And looking forward to hearing him again tonight. Cause like you said, he's got life after hockey. Exactly. That's what all the like. I know he loves the game, but that's what really matters here. Yeah. He, you know, he can continue to see his kids grow, and uh, it's that's that's what's most important. I think is you're you're healthy. You know, your speech might might, might not be there, but you're healthy. You can continue to live your life. You can hopefully enjoy your retirement in the near future and. Inside, when I say near future, I, I mean, it, even if he doesn't retire after this year, it's it's coming yeah. because he's he's getting up there in age. He'll be sixty eight at the end of next year if if he continues to uh, if he continues to pursue this. Um, Somebody once on Twitter told me he has two years on his contract after this one with Nesson. I don't know if that's real or not, but yeah, that's. That's steep, dude. I, I I don't know because at that point you're going up to sixty nine. Nice, but hell yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. But 
again, just enjoy the time that you have left with Jack Edwards um, calling the games because who knows how much longer we have him for calling these games. But uh, who knows if he comes back next year, maybe it's a 50-50 split with Alex Foss. Who knows? Because he does a good job as well. So Yeah, I really like his call. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see and just hope and pray for the man that he gets better. But uh, okay, I just got a text. I'm getting rushed out, so I think yeah. that I know you got yeah. That's the pow- powers that be are yanking your tie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yank. <laughs> Shout out, Pat. <laughs> well, that'll wrap it up for episode seventy-two. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad, dude. I had no idea what episode it was last week. That was I like I just looked. Yeah, I always. Uh, I know. I, I, I listened, and you're like, yeah. "Yeah, whatever episode this is." Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. Um, Scum, I'm a yeah. scumbag. <laughs> well, I'm a bad host. Episode seventy two. It's great to be back. I'm glad my family is healthy. I appreciate everyone who has messaged me um, after the last podcast I was on, and in between then and everything i really do appreciate it i appreciate you and bobby brewski holding down the fort and just checking in on me it truly means a lot to me and uh it it felt good to be back no matter how fucking tired i am right now it felt great to be back and hopefully we can continue to get some bruins dubs and who knows maybe we'll be talking about some other players next week but brett anything you want to say before uh, we uh sign off no, just uh, it was good to have you back. Talk some hockey again. It's, it's funny because we're like, yeah, we'll just do a quick one, and then me and you start. We we probably did what thirty five minutes before we even hit record. Yeah, <laughs> just talking yeah. to catch up. But uh, yeah, man, I'm so happy for you and Bridget. Welcome to the world, Teddy, you fucking big pod motherfucker. Can't wait <laughs> to meet you when I'm down there. But no, yeah, I I'm so happy for you guys, dude. Um, you know, just fucking we're we're up we're up right now fucking right baby no looking back now but uh no i appreciate you guys i love you guys and it's it's truly a blessing and i'm a lucky bastard but again uh, wraps it up for this episode ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you for checking us out stay cool till next time Peace.